And I was going, you've got to have trained uh, directors and everything for this to go right. And he just said, well, why don't we just like the tales of the foxes and let them go? Through the years, one of my favorite things about Renovare has been its events. There's been something moving, unique, and ultimately formative about those gatherings. And today, I'm pleased to officially announce something very special we've been cooking for months. This is the first of what we hope to be an annual event, a flagship event of sorts, part conference, part retreat, and part family reunion. It's not as much about who's speaking, but a place to be together. It's called the Foxtail, an annual gathering of friends in formation. It's happening this June 11 through 13 in Denver, Colorado. Registration is now open. You can find out more information at renovare.org slash foxtail. Now, to help celebrate this, I thought it'd be fun to sit down with our founder and my dad, Richard Foster, and get a little more of the backstory on the early days of Renovare and events, and to hear the story about foxtails. My name is Nathan Foster, and welcome to the Renovare Podcast. In the early days of Renovare, of Major yeah. focus was events. Well, what were there? Eight or nine of us, and what could we do? Uh, events. That's what we could do. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have uh, all of the technical power to do a lot of things that organizations do. So, so we went around speaking and. Uh, music and different things, worship and and uh and designed a wonderful time together. Gosh, I don't know. We did over a hundred of those kinds of events. Uh we called them regional conferences because uh it initially it was people writing and wanting me to speak and I write back and say, no, I can't do that. But I can come with somebody and a team and and uh but we want ten at least ten churches to work together <laughs> and uh, across as many uh you know barriers as possible and and let's uh, see what it's like to worship together and pray together and did that work ten churches for an event yeah, they actually yeah. did it that yeah, pretty much once in a while somebody would kind of slide by but no yeah and some some would get i don't know 20 or more churches in an area to team up and often we would have that depended of course but have the event at not not the big church but at one of the smaller churches so they get a little more oomph out yeah, of it. exposure now yeah you didn't do this to pad your numbers <laughs> no. I mean, the, having them work together was not to get, like, why? Why did you want 10 churches putting it on together? Oh, oh, well, that that was to deal with uh, uh, first, back in those days, uh, denominational stuff separated people. And 
I, I wanted 10 different uh, denominational expressions to come together. And, uh, and it, it just kind of was a gentle way of encouraging, just like CI, we brought another team member so that we could position, give them a platform. Well, we're, we want to give a platform for other congregations in, in an area so that they work together. I mean, back in those days, kind of the running uh, a joke was that, uh, well, we didn't have a very good year uh, this last year, but praise the Lord, the Baptist down the street didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> Competition. So that, they, they weren't friendly yeah. necessarily with each other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so to so to rejoice that uh, the Baptist around the street did very well. And, uh, to, you know, it was just pretty simple. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know how to... <laughs> Uh, to think about these things. Well, and, it's subversive, and right. it, it's something people wouldn't necessarily know. Two subversive pieces, you know, getting churches to work together, and and then, you know, in terms of bringing a speaker, you were able then to bring people that people didn't necessarily know. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I, at first, in the early days of this, I kind of bemoaned this thing that I sort of they kept wanting me and Henry Nowen I talked with him about it he said no 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 use that as a platform and and uh you know for you for the good of the community and for your advantage so you bring another person that that's what we did with Dallas Willard I mean that was one of the main things we were trying to do was give a platform for somebody who really has something worth mm-hmm. saying and that mm-hmm. that's a good thing and of course all the other speakers and every one of them had special giftings that were different and it gave uh, a real uh, enjoyment for me because uh, you adjust what you do on a weekend depending on the strengths and the giftings of the other speaker so that it it, it isn't so boring <laughs> It live. All right, hang on. My cat's scraping at the door, and she's not going to stop okay. if I don't. So hang on. The joys of working from home here. You want a little story about cats scratching at the door? Do you have one? I do. It was just a little worship service. It was in Member Bill Cather's uh, in his home. I guess I was leading, and I asked the group, but let's just be quiet and listen to the Lord. Now, this was summer. It was hot. And so the doors, the back door and the front door, were both open. So you got kind of a breeze. and uh, But there was a screen door. So trying to be still and listen, you know, real pious. And the cat, there's this cat scratching at the back door. And, oh, man, I was just, you know, God, zap that cat. I mean, you know, do something. And <laughs> all this cat just kept scratching at the door. And uh, so anyway, when we finish, just having the group share anything that you sense the Lord was teaching us. And and Bill Cathers, he was just very quiet through all this as different ones were sharing. And uh, and I said, Bill, you're kind of quiet. What did, what did you sense? He said, oh, I was just wondering 
if the Lord had sent the cat to teach us anything. <laughs> and all of a sudden I realized I viewed the cat as a distraction. And he was wondering if the cat was a message from the Lord. Now, as far as I know, we didn't get any message from the cat. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was a great lesson for me that uh, who knows? Right. God has a way with all kinds of uh, creatures and yeah. ways of speaking to us. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's good. Rather than view it as an inconvenience or a distraction, or it could distraction. be the message. <laughs> could, yeah. It could be the messenger. <laughs> you know, I still hear... Um, from time to time, folks who were at some of these early events. And w what I consistently hear is there was something special to them. What, what do you think that was? What made them special? Well, I think that the Holy Spirit took the personalities uh, of the various people and blended us together in a unique expression of uh, what it means to to love each other and to prefer one another and uh, to give way to each other. I think that was the, the biggest thing. Plus, we did have a lot of fun. <laughs> and so laughing and uh, enjoying uh, each other and even one or two of the group would use these corny jokes, and even they were funny. <laughs> so that was good. A hallmark I remember is that after someone would talk, you would interview and have a conversation with right. them. And, and, and some, sometimes the material that came out of those conversations were, I mean, it was just in some of the best. How, some of the best. Where'd that idea come from? What, why did you start mm. doing that? I don't know. Uh, maybe it was because or partly, uh, well, we'll take, for example, Dallas Willard, who was a philosopher by profession. And he would talk, and I'm going, oh, that went right over there, <laughs> everybody's head. So I just say, Dallas, stay up here a minute. Now, can you unpack? You said this. Could you unpack that a little bit? And when he unpacks something, whoa, it just expands. And uh, and other people, it was different. But I I found well, we always found ways to uh, to take whatever was said as a message and give it a maybe a light touch, a a uh, a move it a little deeper. Uh, you know, help people in a practical way, I guess. I, uh, it did kind of become the, a feature that we did all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it pretty did. much. All it did. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is that it, it would show that you guys actually liked each other. Um, <laughs> the aspects of the friendship would come out in those times. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that was really true because we – uh, we did like each other, and gosh, very different backgrounds, some of us. Emily Griffin, with her Catholic background and her sort of Latin high literature background, and uh, 
and Marty with all of her stories from Africa. And it was wonderful. And Don playing in his African-American style and, uh, and George, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, we just had fun. Yeah. Do you have a, a, a memory or a, a story from those years that s- special to you? I remember the first time that uh, it was Dallas. who we, we had been talking about the five streams because we didn't quite have a language for the sixth, the incarnational stream. And uh, I remember the first time that we felt we're ready to talk about this in Dallas, unpacked that, and I just stood there astonished listening to this. And uh, and afterwards, we would kind of debrief a little bit, and and he asked, well, so how'd we do with that? And I just thought it was uh, a great. The other thing, of course, was the prayer times with people. That, that just would always, and we do it in usually three different ways. People would come down and actually sign our covenant, our Renovari covenant, and we just give a blessing prayer. And then people, usually to the back or somewhere sides, uh, <clears throat> a prayer for the healing of human hurts. So that would be a little more extensive. And then usually in a back room, for people who wanted to go for more extensive prayer experience. And those might last for quite a time. And uh, they were very special. Mm-hmm. And that was a key feature, wasn't it? Having space for people to receive prayer at the end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we always, and you ask about a special experience. It was a time we went kind of a inner city and it was at a high school auditorium and uh the vice principal was there and was just so so thrilled that we would come but uh this was a school older school and the lighting about half the lights were out and everything was not what you want in terms of you know ambiance and all of that but Oh, my goodness, we just had a ball and realized that the presence of God in a situation really isn't. I mean, you always want to have the lights bright and the, <laughs> sound, the, you know, the sound or sound work and all of that. But, man, it isn't that. It's the life of God working through people. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I remember, you know, a few that I w- went to that that closing prayer time that even in traditions where that's not, you know, a normal occurrence that right. it almost seemed like everybody was was there, you know, open to receiving, which is astonishing. Isn't that something? Yeah, it's true. It was a worship setting which was very special. And it, all of that has to do with sensitivity. Uh, George, who in those days would lead our worship time, uh, had a great sensitivity to where people were. And, uh, and then I would try to watch people and 
the prayers and the on the first night we would often pray for uh, the leaders pastors and so on and uh, the hurt and woundedness in people and that would come out as as just ordinary people would come and bless them so those were good too well, through the years, I mean, you, you've retired quite a few years back, and you know, Renovars continued to to do events, um, but but it hasn't been the kind of central focus in the way that it used to. Right, right. Um, and you know, it's a different if it's a different world now in exactly. terms of people getting and that, out. That was okay, by the way. That transition, I knew that those regional conferences were for a season, and. Uh, that season ended, and we did other kinds of things <laughs> and had resources to do different things. Uh, but, hey, now there's another uh, feature that has begun to develop. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So as at the staff, we um, decided it would be really good if Renovare had, you know, if we had a kind of flagship event, uh, something small. Uh, but something maybe different from other events that holds some of the flavor of of the early uh, uh, events, right? Uh, right. And and um, so I wanted to to share with folks a little bit about that. Um, but first, you have to tell me a story. And, oh, okay. <laughs> and and this I I I hear this all the time. Uh, or I've heard this many times, but but I I'd love to hear its origin. Foxtail. Oh, <laughs> what's this bit? Well, when in those early days, just a few of us, and uh, I, I was, of course, thinking down the road and uh, of how how can we uh, help and and organize all of this stuff nationwide and maybe other countries and. Do we need regional directors like you'd have bishops over an area uh, or, or something like that? I've studied a lot of different models through history. And, uh, of course, some of these models, they were, they were ways of kind of controlling, uh, managing a situation. And uh, I didn't, we didn't want that. And uh, so we were wrestling with different models and stuff. And I was sitting with Dallas Willard and we were just talking about all this. And, and, uh, and I was going, and, uh, you, you've got to have trained uh, directors and everything for this to go right. And uh, well, that'll kill it. We can, you know, and he just said, well, why don't we just, like the tales of the foxes and let them go. Now, that has a biblical story behind it from uh, the Old Testament, Judges, chapter 15, where Samson was in a, a warfare with the Philistines, I think it was. And he took, and in the Bible it says he took 300 foxes. I don't know how he did this, but he tied the tails together with a, a torch thing in the middle and then uh, lit the torch and the foxes go uh, running through the fields and, and a, a kind of forest fire-like or a 
fire among the, the grain and the, to keep the Philistines away. Well, now uh, we're using the idea metaphorically. We're not trying to get some foxes together. <laughs> but, but the idea immediately sparked in my mind and for many of us, oh, yes, at least for now, this is what we're to do. We're to light a few tails and let them go. And uh, one of the first times that I used that, uh, I was down in Costa Rica at the mission a training center there. So I had about three sheets of paper about Renovare. I think that's all. But it was just teaching about the different traditions, streams, things, and so forth. And one guy, he raises his hand. He says, now, look, uh, if I if I take all of this, and go down to, uh, I think he was going uh, to um, coast, no, uh, uh, Venezuela. I think that's where he was going. And I take all of this, and I go down there, and I use all of this, and teach people, and so forth, but never mention Renovari at all. How would you feel about that? And, of course, he was looking for the hook. How am I going to control all this? And I said, oh, no. This would be wonderful because then when people have problems, they come to you and not to me. <laughs> and, uh, and then I told the story of this, of lighting the tails of the foxes. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, I'm down here just hoping to light a few tails. And away <laughs> you go. And these people, of course, within a year or two of language school, they're all over Central and South America. And uh, that was sweet. So yeah, that's the that's the story. And I've I've heard that you've this uh, central event. You're using that phrase. Yeah, the yeah. fox tail. Yeah, I thought cool. that would make a good catch the subtitle. Okay, so it's the the, the fox tail, an annual gathering for friends in formation. So this Very idea good. of you know folks that have been. Engaged. Working in this and yeah. Yeah, let's come together. Yeah. Yeah. And catch this. Total coincidence. I mean, we <laughs> we wanted to keep it small because there's something about a small event that is uh -huh. it's just different. And and I kid you not, the cap is three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> just like Samson's boxes. <laughs> yeah, just coincidence <laughs> to that. <laughs> uh, that's lovely. That's a great, great grouping. And where are you having this? In Denver. We're having it in Denver okay. this summer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. And, and and my understanding, uh, instead of bringing uh, celebrities or big names, we're, we're working with the Renovari ministry team are involved in everything, right? Yeah, it's it's it'll be one of the few events we've done in a while where it's you know completely hosted by the Renovari ministry team. And and I'm thinking of it, we're thinking of it a, a little like, you know, part conference, there'll be some some teaching and workshops, uh -huh. but also part retreat with uh -huh. generous space. And um, if people go away from it exhausted, then, then we failed. <laughs> um, but also, Amani gave this phrase I like, part family reunion, ah. um, where we can kind of give space for... Um, being together uh, with old friends and new friends and, and uh, help develop a sense of community uh, within yep. the event. Yep. And 
the the Renovari ministry team, we've been working together for years now, 30 years or so. And uh, so when we've we've added new ones as time's gone on. And so that'll be great. They can, they can get the the picture of uh, my, how they love one another. Yeah. Even if we, Disagree. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we well, fight you know, when we had the um, pastors' conference in in Oregon a couple years ago. Oh yeah, right. You know, we were able to to do some of that, and it it that was just such a special event. It was wonderful. The different ones of us spoke, but I think that the strong uh, the workshops were a great uh, asset to people. But it was the prayer experiences for yeah. uh, for people all, and the way that built and uh, uh, over the uh, several days, yeah, it was special. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So we'll see what we find. Um, I mean, the idea is that we're uh, we'll do this each year, um, and and Monty's working really hard at some of the details in terms of uh-huh. creating a special space. Oh, super! Well, I'll be there. Lord, Lord will, you, will you come? Yes. I will come, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I don't okay. know what that means. <laughs> in the old days, you know, when uh, you come here in your horseback or wagon train, oh. well, you come, but if the unless the creek rises. <laughs> unless the creek rises. You can't yeah. make it. <laughs> maybe maybe we would say, uh, we'll come Lord willing and the airplane's functioning. <laughs> yes. Uh, your, your speaking days are, 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 are over. What, what, are you, yeah. what are you thinking? Well, I'll be glad to, you know, uh, whatever, whatever you all want. Clean the toilets. I don't know. <laughs> glad to do uh, and be with... The, the the idea, right, is just to be with people, yeah, and see what comes of all of that. So I'll be. Uh, I'm sure you'll find something for me to for me to do, and I'll be glad to. I think glad we can to help out. I think glad we can to find. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> good. And you'll be there. Different ones. I mean, we've got so many of these wonderful team members. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be special. Yeah, me too. Me too. That'll make a a brand new, with a different twist, but a brand new tradition for us that we can, can, I hope, enjoy for years to come. Well, there you have it. There's a lot in there. Again, the Foxtail will be happening this June 11 through 13 in Denver. And you can register at renovare.org slash foxtail. It's F-O-X-T-A-I-L. As always, thanks for listening and have a great week.